What's up, everybody? It's Pastor Brandon here. We want to welcome you to a Hope Alive Church podcast. We have an amazing message for you today. It's going to grow you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to give you wisdom. So we hope that you enjoy the word today. The Holy Ghost in the room today. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I feel it. Do you feel it? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are in this series, week two. Oh, the blood of Jesus. on the screen in order to worship. You don't need a, a, an official time of the service in order to be a worshiper. You're just a worshiper out of your own spirit and your own body, your own flesh. Come on, your spirit is just connected with his spirit. We love you. 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 We love you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. You may be seated. I feel him in the room today. Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 11. If you have your Bible, let's go to Mark chapter 11. Praise your Lord for your spirit and your word today. Mark chapter 11. I'm teaching this series called A Life of Faith. A Life of Faith. If you remember last Sunday, we talked about faith. Everybody say faith. Say the word faith. A life of faith. Jesus is speaking in Mark chapter 11, and he said to them, have what? 
faith in God. Say with me, have what? Faith in God. For surely I say to you, Jesus says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Everybody say believes. Those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever, 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 whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now I gave you a warning last Sunday. How many of you remember the warning I gave you? I'm going to give it to you again. I need to give you a disclaimer. You need to listen to all parts of this teaching in order to get a full, complete, contextual understanding of the word faith. Faith is an important part of a child of God's life. It's an incredibly important part of trusting God at his word. Say amen. But you have to know that faith, like many things in the word, if, they're not, if it is not appreciated and referenced in context, it can be abused and taken out of context very quickly. And so we want to lean into the correct context of faith. Somebody told me one time, Jesus wasn't a faith preacher. I'm, unfortunately, you were wrong. Jesus said, have faith in God. He said, if you say it and you believe it, it'll come to pass. But there are some things we have to learn and understand about the nature of God in order to understand faith. If you remember last week, we talked about what faith was and how faith comes and why we need faith. How many of you remember that? We need faith. We need faith to love the Lord. We need faith to go to church. We need faith to go to Walmart. Hello. Amen. We got to believe in Walmart, even though we know a re Walmart has a reputation before we go in there. We just got to trust that God is going to take care of us, even though we know. But I wrote this down today. I wrote the word faith, and I, I wrote how faith is a restructured reality according to the word of God. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because this is so incredibly important to where I'm going with today's today's uh, continuation of this message a life of faith but faith is a restructured reality according to the word of god now i know what your current reality is the reality right now is we are sitting in the room and we are here singing songs of worship this is the reality someone that doesn't have faith would hear us just singing good uh, inspirational songs, but people that have faith know that Jesus is in the room receiving our worship today. The reality is we cannot see him, but because I have faith, I don't have to see him to believe him. I don't see the Wi-Fi in this room, but I know it's there, especially when it starts, when the connection takes place. I don't see my breath, but I promise you it's there today. I don't see your breath. We can feel it. Your neighbor could even smell it maybe. But I promise you, it is there. Faith means to restructure our reality and to, to line our reality up with not with what we see, but with what the word of God says. Restructure. Everybody restructure. Restructure means I am going to remodel, rebuild. I'm going to tear down what I thought I knew, and I'm going to restructure. I feel sick in my body. Maybe the, the reality is I have a temperature. But when I use faith, I restructure my reality, and I believe. But I know I also have a healer. I may have a temperature, but I have a healer. 
I may have some issues in life, but I have a prince of peace in life as well. Maybe I have a need currently, but the good thing, Philippians 4.19 says, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I restructure my reality from being the, the final say, and I lean into my restructured understanding of his word, and the world tries to have the final say, but when you're a person of faith, you trust the word to have the final say. Are we here today? This is what we think. This is what we know. Restructured faith. Faith tells us, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is a substance. Everybody say a substance. Says it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is also proven uh, uh, the, into the unseen realm. This is what Hebrews 11.1 1 is telling us. It is tangible. Everybody say Tangible. And it is, proven, it is proving the unseen realm. Faith also is something that frames our worlds and realities by the word. How do I know that? I'm so glad that you asked. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. I'm going to put it up there for you to read. By faith we understand. Everybody say, I understand. <laughs> by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Is this good and clear for us all today? How do I know this? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. The darkness covered the face of the deep. And God spoke. The word of God. He said what? Let there be. His word framed the world. His word framed the world. What I need you to understand about faith is faith is not a, a lucky buck in the bucket. Faith is not a dice roll. Faith is a framing feature of God. It is, faith is a building aspect of our God. Faith builds. Fear tears down. Fear runs. Fear wants to escape reality. Faith stands strong in the face of reality because it's built on the word. So last week we talked about what faith was and I had to add some more of my notes. Now I told you this last week. These are my current study notes. These are just what I'm studying. I grew up around faith, but I asked God for a fresh revelation of faith for me. I wanted God to reveal some fresh revelation of faith for Cliff so that Cliff could share what it is. And do you know the first thing God, y'all know our name's Hope Alive Church, and we like to use the word hope, and I believe in hope. But the first thing God, as I began to pull back the layer of faith, you know what God said to me? I had to write it down and show you. Faith isn't hope. You know I'm going to explain this, right? Faith isn't hope. Hope is different than faith. Pastor Cliff, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I'm so glad you asked. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says, And now, everybody say now. now. Abides faith, they're going to put it up there, hope and love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And now abides faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. 
Now, if you know the New Testament, especially the book of 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians is the love chapter, 13. The Bible is specifically talking about love in this chapter, but he distinguishes, Paul distinguishes the individuality of faith separate from hope, separate from love. Ignorance wants us to throw it all together. Ignorance. And I didn't, I didn't cut you down or cuss you out. Take, you know, chill out. Sometimes we just don't have the knowledge and we are ignorant of this. But hope is not faith and faith is not hope. Well, Pastor Cliff, I sure hope God heals me one day. That's not faith. That's hope. Hope says one day. One day my husband will get saved. One day my children will come to know Jesus. One of these days, maybe if we're just, just everything just going peachy keen, I sure hope everything's going to work out okay. That is not faith. Faith isn't hope. Faith, hope, and love have individual distinctive meanings. Now, hope is not bad. Thank God we have a blessed hope that is not dead, but 1 Peter 1.3 says it's very much alive. It's alive because Jesus died on the cross. He rose the third day. He did what he said he's going to do, and that's why we have a living hope. Everybody say a living hope. Hope is important. The Bible says hope deferred makes a heart sick. The Bible says hope is an anchor to our soul. We need hope. But hope is not the same as faith. Jeremiah 29, 11, probably the most popular scripture on hope. For I know, the Bible says, the plans I have, the thoughts I think towards you. And, and, and I know their thoughts of peace, the Bible says, and not evil to give you what? A future and a hope. There is a difference, you need to know this, between faith and hope. And I feel like teaching this. And let me tell you why I feel like teaching this. Because I believe in the year 2024, God is going to do some things at Hope Alive Church. And in the people of Hope Alive Church, that you cannot hope is going to happen. You got to have faith that it's going to happen. You got to know that it's going to happen. There is new facilities coming to people. There is new facilities coming to Hope Alive Church. There is new, new promotions and new businesses and new assignments coming to the people of Hope Alive Church. And you cannot stand in the face of those promises and say, man, I sure hope it happens. You have to raise up a strong understanding that, God, I know you said it. I believe it. And it's going to happen simply because you said it, Jesus. I know you and I have faith to see it happen. Say amen today. This is why you got to know the difference. Everybody say there's a difference. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says now. If you're, if you're taking notes, write the word now. If you got a, a, a paper Bible, highlight the word now. When is faith? When is hope? Oh, yeah, y'all got us. I gave some of y'all a C on that test right there. I just said they're different. Some of y'all still got donuts on your brain. Faith is now, hope is tomorrow, hope is future tense. 
Faith is in the present tense. The Bible says now faith is. Not tomorrow faith is. Not yesterday faith was. It says today now faith is. Let me tell you something. Let me go a little deeper here. Tomorrow is not faith. Today is faith. When it happens is not faith. I know it's going to happen. Faith says it's happening now. God is already working on my behalf. I don't have to see it to know his nature. Yesterday is not faith. How many knows yesterday's dead and gone? It's the past. Are y'all following me today? Faith is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. God is working on our behalf now. I am not praying when I pray. I don't pray and hit send and hope God reads it tomorrow. I don't pray and get on my knees and pray or pray in my car going down the road or this may be weird, but I pray a lot in the shower. I just do. I don't know something about the water hitting this bald head. I can't hear nothing else except God. But I pray. I don't send a prayer. I don't hit send and, and hope that God is going through the mail room of heaven and then he opens up Cliff's letter from Texas and he decides, oh, I don't know. If I, I believe that when I'm speaking to God, he's not listening tomorrow. He's listening now. I believe that when I pray by faith, I'm not praying, hoping that maybe one day I believe that when I pray or someone comes up and says, I want to be healed. I just believe that when I pray and I put my hands and I come into agreement, if they're hoping they're healed and I'm praying for healing, we're not in agreement. If you come to this altar and you're asking God to heal you, believe that he's healing you now. Don't believe that he'll heal you one day. Believe that he's healing you now. The healing process starts now. Pastor, I need some peace in my life. Don't believe that peace will only come when you get more money in the bank one day and when you get a new husband or a new wife and when you get a new job. Believe that in the middle of the battle, peace begins now. Faith is now. That's how I pray. That's how you should pray. When we pray, we should believe. How do I know this? Because God's word is not for tomorrow. God's word is not for yesterday. God's word every day is for now. God's revelation is for now. Pastor Andy was praying over the, the, the serve team and the volunteers this morning, our, our, our servant leaders this morning, and he began to raise a thought in my head as he was sharing, I have never thought of. Never. I've been raised in church. I've been here a long time. We've been doing this thing, Paul. But in that moment, I had a revelation that wasn't for tomorrow. It wasn't for yesterday. It was for now. If you are listening, God is speaking, not tomorrow, not yesterday. He's speaking now. If you got the faith for a touch, don't wait for a touch tomorrow. Don't wait for a touch. Yes, don't settle for yesterday's touch. Get a fresh touch from the Holy Ghost now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Boy, this is good. Here's the problem. Too many times... When it comes to receiving an answer from God, we talked about this a few weeks ago, many people are just hoping they will receive. 
Many people are thinking if they're, if they're kind of like on the good list, not the naughty list, like God is Santa Claus or something. But if they're just doing everything right, maybe one day God will be passing by my neighborhood. And he, if I'm lucky enough, uh, 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 Ed McMahon will knock on my door. I know we got a young crowd because only seven of y'all got that. Uh, who's it doing it now? I don't even know. Is it even a thing anymore? You know what I'm saying. My big red boat will come by. I'm going to hit the lottery one day. Y'all, God is moving and wants to move in our lives when? Now. Why are we waiting for a tomorrow blessing? Why are we waiting for tomorrow revelation? Why are we waiting on tomorrow healing? Why are we waiting on tomorrow restoration? Well, I'm just in the battle and I'm just going to stick it out. No wonder nobody wants to serve your God. The God that you describe keeps you in tor uh, tormenting situations way too long. What you need to do is say, I don't know when and I don't know how. But one thing I do know, God is working right now for me in my life. I cannot see it. But I believe it. He's working now. Everybody say, he's working now. Yeah. Hoping doesn't get the job done. Well, well, I'll believe that I'll get healed sometimes, Pastor Cliff. That's, ho that's hope, and that doesn't get the job done. Hope is future tense, and it points towards the future. Faith is present tense, and it's working now. When I was in the car with Sylvia, Sylvia's here on the front row, and, and our girl, uh, Sarai, you know Sarai went through, has it been two years now? Over two years? Went through a stroke. And the ambulance came and got Sarai. And, and I drove Sylvia to the hospital. Sylvia was praying. But she wasn't praying in the future. She wasn't praying in the past. The past is a good place to reference, but it's not a good place to pray. I've seen you heal in the past, so I know you're healing now. She didn't, she didn't go to the hospital. This is how you would pray when your children are under attack. God, heal and touch. She began to pray protection over Sarai's body now. She began to rebuke the devourer. This is why Sylvia leads our prayer team. Not because she's my friend, but because in one of the life's worst crises, I heard her call out to God in prayer. I heard her say, it is not going to end in death. It is not going to end in defeat. It is not going to end in a shortcoming. She said, Satan, you take your hands off of my baby girl now. That's the kind of people you want praying for you when you're in a battle. That's the kind of people you want agreeing with you when you're under trials and tribulation. You don't want somebody that's always looking in the past. You don't want somebody that's always hoping in the future. You want to find somebody who will believe God for a miracle now. Shout for joy today. I don't want somebody who only remembers all the good things he's done. I want to be around people who know God is working even now. In the middle of the doctor's report, he's working now. In the middle of the lawyer saying the bad negative news, he's working now. Hope rolls the dice. Faith 
throws the dice off the table and says, it's not up to chance, it's happening now. If you are going to believe God for his best for your life, you're going to have to have strong faith. You're going to have what the Bible calls great faith. You don't receive good... Lord, I'm about to lose my breath up here, dear. I, I just, I'm just crazy enough to believe it today. I shouldn't be winded like this, but I am. So my message to you is don't hope for God to heal. Write this down. Don't hope for God to provide. Don't, don't hope that God makes things right. Don't come to church and just hope I get a touch from him today. Don't hope, believe and receive now. Don't hope that your child, if you raise them up in the ways of the Lord, when they grow, they won't depart. Begin to speak by faith now. I don't see my children in my home. But I believe you, God, that you are healing and you're sending people into their life to turn them around. How many of you got kids that are out doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, that are hurting themselves, that are out disconnected? Be honest in here. Disconnected from what they know should be happening. I want to tell you, parents, you need to pray the prayer of faith over your children. Don't come to God with emotions and desperation. He loves you. But your emotions and desperation do not move his hand. What pleases God? Not your tears. What pleases God? Not your emotions and your crying and your desperation and all your wailing and all that kind of stuff. What pleases God is when you stand in faith and you say, I go and look in my son's room and his bed is empty. But I know today, God, that you are sending people into his life. And I believe you, God, that one of these days, Lord, that he's going to walk through this door. Why? Because I believe him at his word. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. Hope will stand with you for time. And it'll, it'll be there. It'll stand the test of time. One of these days, because Jesus Christ died on the cross and before he ascended and before he, he left, he told his disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you. John chapter 14 said, and I'm coming back to get you. I'm going to prepare a place. I have a blessed hope, an eternal hope. But for my life of victory today, I have an alive, active faith. You need faith to live in the world we're living in. When I look on the news channel, all I see is death, destruction, and division. Hello, somebody. It don't matter which, which channel you watch, the, the politically all the way left or the politically all the way right. None of them are telling the truth. I said none of them are telling the truth. There is one word of news that always tells the truth. It is the gospel of good news to all generation. It's the one telling the truth. I look into our schools, you have to live by faith. You have to open that door and send them kids into them hallways. Why? By faith. Faith means I, I look and I see the potential for destruction. 
but I have faith that the greater things that our God is doing for them is greater than the enemy that's in this world. When you enter into business with people, you have to believe that God is watching after your interests. There was a time people shook hands and you could honor their word. I don't know if you've done business lately or not. But not everybody that shakes your hand and says, I got you, really does got you. Some people are out to get you, but they don't got you. They got you because you was able to get God. But God is in the business to make sure you don't get God. Why? Because he's got you. I ain't a rapper. They say I'm a rapper, but I say no. That's what I say. <laughs> Bars. Hello, somebody. Don't get God without God. Put that on a merch shirt. Hello, somebody. Don't get God without God. Without God, you're going to get God every time. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. Many times, people come to this altar, and I'm, I'm teaching you, and I'm correcting you. You ready for some good correction? Don't come to this altar and say, I hope God will heal me. You will leave empty-handed. Because this prayer team is trained to pray the prayer of faith, to agree. But if I, if I am praying for Alizé and her prayer is, I hope one day God will do it. And my prayer is, God, you're doing it now. We are in disagreement. That is spinning your spiritual tires in the mud. You ain't getting nowhere. This will probably reveal why a lot of your prayers have not been answered. is because you've had hope in the place of faith and faith not in its correct dimension. Everybody say faith. This is a life of faith. This is entrepreneurship by faith. This is investing by faith. This is, this is doing business by faith. This is parenting by faith. I want to tell you, let's change hope to faith. We need to realize that we cannot substitute hope for faith and get answers from God. We need to realize that, that when your hope is misplaced, you are trying to make hope do what only faith can do. Can I go a little deeper? I've just got a few minutes, but I want to. Faith is not a wish. Don't come up to God and say, I really wish. He's not a genie. You don't rub the bottle and get three wishes. He's not a wish. When I give him the offering, I don't take a chance that he's going to provide. I don't, give, I, don't, I don't give my buck and just think, well, if I'm, doing, if I'm doing enough right now, maybe God will do for it. No, I give by faith. I give without having to see it. Let me tell you what faith is not some more. Faith doesn't deny. Faith doesn't deny the reality. If I have a broken arm. I walk around saying, I don't have a broken arm. I don't have a broken arm. No, bro. You got a broken arm. Try to pick your nose with that arm, see what happens. No, no, no. Faith doesn't deny uh, uh, the, the existence of a problem, but rather it chooses to believe in the solving of that problem and hand it over to God. It's not that we deny, that's, that's where the word of faith and that's where this, these groups get a bad rap at times is because it looks like you're just denying your reality. 
Faith is trusting and restructuring your reality to line up with the word. If, if, if your child has a broken arm and, and you're just praying, well, by faith it's healed right now. You still need to take your child to the doctor and go to get them a cast. Faith doesn't mean be ignorant and stupid and neglect the situation. That's the King James Version, ignorant and stupid. Because people think just crazy stuff. Faith isn't neglecting, it's, it's taking responsibility. You go ahead and call up AT&T and you say, I want a phone line and I'm just going to pray God will pay you every month. <laughs> you know what AT&T is going to say? Call Grande, see what they tell you. Amen. <laughs> no, you have to take responsibility. Faith is not, let me tell you some more things. Faith is not the ability to boss God around. God doesn't work for you. He works for you, but he works for your good. Sometimes working for your good, come on parents, means you tell some people no instead of telling them yes, because it, if you had everything you prayed for, it might hurt you right sometimes. Thank God, I'm thankful for the things that I thought I was praying, that I thought God, I wanted God to do, and I prayed hard, and God was sitting up there going... <laughs> He ain't getting that. I'm going to tell you that. He is not getting that. Not at all. You know why? Because God loves me beyond my cognitive ability. And he loves you too. So why am I telling you all this? Faith is not, you know, you can't boss God around. He is still sovereign. He is still, he is still God who sees all. Faith is not a magic wand. You just walk in and say, in Jesus' name, a husband. Boom. I ain't looking at nobody, but I bet you some people have tried that. In Jesus' name, money in my account. The reason why I'm telling you this and why I think this is important for you to understand is because for faith to manifest anything, it's going to have to line up with these scriptures. The problem is we're praying for things that don't line up with these scriptures. Did you know the Lord wants you to prosper? How do you know that? Because it's in his word. Did you know the Lord doesn't want you to be poor and desolate and broke? He didn't say blessed are the broke. No, in fact, the book of James says he wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. Don't ever let any dead preacher or dead prayer warrior tell you, God, don't heal everybody. You need to rip that scripture out. He wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. It's amazing how many people come to the altar. Listen to this. I'm going to offend 15 of y'all real quick because we need some room in this first service. Y'all got to find another church. <laughs> y'all come to the altar praying for healing from disease but you go out and you live a life full of disease. Heal me, God, from my smoking addiction. And the first thing you do when you get around the corner, because y'all don't light up in the church parking lot, you wait till you're down the corner, and you, I sure hope God is here. 
kills me. We poison our, our liver on Saturday and have the nerve to come and ask for healing on Sunday from liver disease. My point to you is this. You got to line up your prayer with his word. You got to line up your heart, your mind, your body with his word. And that is when you can pray and things happen. You're never going to get an answer from God praying for somebody else's spouse. You're never going to get an answer from God praying for more finances when you can't even be faithful with the finances you have. He doesn't give seed to the stealer. Malachi says if you don't tithe, you're a thief. People don't like that kind of teaching. This will thin out the crowd real quick. But the Bible says if you will not tithe, will a man rob God? I already took up the offering so you can breathe easy. But some of y'all think God can't count. You think you can bring your $10 and just, make, just buy a little smile from God for the week. But you have the nerve to say, God, pour out more blessings upon me. It's not in his word. I'm preaching about money and that makes people quiet and mad and they get to grunting and all that kind of stuff. Real faith in God, real Bible faith does not separate itself from the word Real Bible faith. This is how Sylvia prayed. She prayed, Father, you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed. How did she pray a prayer over a little girl who was unable to speak, unable to move, had lost her motor skills, was staring with a blank stare into space? How did she pray? Because she believed God for his word now. What did she do? When, they, when, when you're walking out of Sam's, what do they want? They want to see that little receipt. They want to make sure you got what you said you got and what's in the basket. This is a good receipt book. God already purchased your healing on his back on this cross, Isaiah said. This is the receipt book. So, Sylvia, God doesn't love Sylvia more than he loves you. Sylvia just took out the receipt book and said, wait a minute. It says in your word that by your stripes we are healed. I'm not living in lack and poverty and unbelief. I'm not living always begging and stealing and having to hustle my way to the top. I believe God at his word that when I trust him with what he's given me, he is going to do what Malachi 3 says. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing where there's room not enough to contain it is what the word says. You can't pray like that if you don't know his word. You can't pray like that and only expect me to spoon feed you scriptures once a week. Can I pastor you for a minute? You're spiritually starving when you cannot nourish the soul God gave you. If you're only depending on me to spoon feed you a scripture once on Sunday. In order to pray the prayer of faith. In order, Jesus said, to have faith in God. Whenever you pray, you can say to a mountain, be cast into the sea, and the mountain goes to walking. 
You could call those things. You could believe whatever you have, and it shall be. How does those words of Jesus happen? Through faith. You don't get a lucky dose of faith. Now, he measures faith. I'll get into that later. He measures faith. Their faith is a measure. It can be measured. But it's not a lucky duck dose of faith. No, you have to exercise faith in order to be strong. I'm closing with this today. Faith does not deny circumstances. Again, faith takes the reality and restructures it. Listen to me. Faith does not deny circumstances. Faith does not not deny facts. The facts are your lights are off. You can pray, but you also need to pay. But if you'll learn to pray, God will do the paying. He really will. He'll pour. It might look like work. It might, li- it might look like using the money that you should be spending on the lights instead of spending it Saturday at the club. Now, you don't got to say amen. I know it's good. I already said amen for myself. But armed with the word, this is my weapon, Paul. When I go into my day, when I drop my kids off at Permian High School, a war zone. I said a war zone. Just ask Michelle and them who are picking kids up out of the hallways. Just ask Tina who has to go pick up kids who are who have been kicked out because of addiction and circumstances and all kinds of things. A war zone. Ask staff and faculty. OHS ain't any better. None of them are. I arm myself with the word. When I take my kids to school, I say, you're going to have a great day. God's watching over you. Make good choices. God gives you wisdom. Use your wisdom today. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Holy Ghost. Me and my children have a a strict understanding policy. If the Holy Ghost tells you to walk out of that building, follow the Holy Ghost. I'll call you in. I'll write a note. I'll do whatever it takes. It's going to be a funny note. Dear Mrs. Stiles, I just want to tell you, the Holy Ghost spoke to my 10th grader and said they needed to walk out. I believe in the voice of the Holy Ghost. And so he is excused from today's classes. I will not know until heaven. But I do know that I will find out the days God spared us from destruction because we leaned on the voice of the Holy Ghost instead of the voice of someone else. You cannot live that life unless you have strong faith. When that stuff like that happens, the beginning of the year, what was it the first day, second day? Second day, your kids are on lockdown. There's a gun in the building. Third day, your kids are all out on the, on the soccer field, which is dumb to me anyway. There's a bomb in the building. You can't come get them. They can't leave. You stand, And there, there we are as parents standing on the outside of the, of the field just watching our kids. I wasn't afraid. I was present. I believe that when I pray, I can show up and pray and things happen. I won't know till heaven, but a bomb didn't go off that day. And you know why I believe a bomb didn't go off that day? Because Connor and Mariah and Riley and all these other kids that go to this church, I was praying over young people. How do I know? Because I believe by faith.
because I believe by his word. Stand with me all over the room. Media team, I want you to put that last statement on. Faith is a restructured reality. Put that last line up there, the very last one of part two. Faith is a restructured reality. Faith is a restructured reality according to the word. I know what your present reality is, but faith tears down the present reality and builds up a restructured reality. The present reality is the doctor has a negative report. My restructured reality is my God has a positive report. The, 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 the present reality is divorce is inevitable. The restructured reality is, Father, you didn't bring us together for this to happen this way. The present reality is your teenager is acting teenagerish. That's the present reality. But the restructured reality is, I have raised my child in the ways of the Lord. There is a promise that when they grow old, they will not depart. I'm leaning on your promise. I don't care if they're 13, 33, 53, three. They're gonna line up to what the word says because I have faith enough to believe it. The glory cloud is moving in. Can you see it? Can we turn that off and stay focused? We must restructure our world. We must restructure our beliefs. We must restructure our mind. And we must restructure our words to line up with the word of God. That's what it means. We've got to tear down what is obvious and we build up what is holy. When our prayer team comes in just a minute and gets into position and I invite you to come to this altar for prayer, don't come to this altar worshiping your current reality. Come to, don't come to this altar fearful of your current reality. Come to this altar with a restructured alignment of the word of God. And I promise you in this altar today, things will change for good. You ever met those people that are always praying for a miracle? I just need a miracle today, God. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. After a while, I don't believe you're going to get a miracle. Because they're always waiting on the miracle to come one day. Today is a day of miracles. Today, Pastor Cliff, it doesn't look like a miracle. Restructure your reality. Turn your eyes upon the one who can fix it. And quit looking at the obvious. It takes no faith to look at the obvious. It takes faith to look at the supernatural. Would you close your eyes with me? Father, as our prayer team is coming, Father, would you, would you help us in this place to rebuild our reality from what is seen to trusting you, God, for what is unseen? Lord, it is, it is in life, Father, that we need you more than ever but Father God, there are so many things that you're ready, willing, and able to do. Let me say it again. God, you are ready, you are willing, and you are able to do. But Father God, it is, your, it is our faith that moves your hand. Lord, there's somebody in this place who is believing for a child. For a child to come home. There's somebody in this place that is believing. Yeah, Holy Ghost, there's somebody in this place, their daughter is an adult. But she has been, she's been beaten down by life. They're believing you, God. 
Lord, today as they pray, Lord, let them pray with a restructured reality that you bring those prodigals home. Lord, there's people in this place who are hopeless, who feel like they cannot go another day. But today I pray. I said today I pray. Our prayer team prays today that you would build us up, God, in the most holy faith, that you would build us from the inside with our understanding of your word. Lord, that we would love you, that we would praise you, and that we would give you the honor, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. If you need prayer, get out of your seat. We're going to worship the Lord for just a few minutes. Thank you so much for tuning into a Hope Alive Church podcast. If you want to stay connected with us, you can reach us at myhopealive.church from there. You can download our app. You can follow our social media. Stay tuned to our podcast. We do this so often. And always remember to keep hope alive.